This episode of Nerd Cognito is brought to you by our friends at CredForge. You know CredForge, that's the former Incel Riot Studios. They are amazing comedy and parody board and card game makers that can bring a little levity to your table, especially for those of you that are moderate or slightly right of center. They provide great board games and card games that are always filled with laughs and that are going to guarantee some really amazing moments at your table. Check them out at shop.crudforge.com where you can pick up Virtue Signal, their original and best party card game, or you can go in big for the Portland Occupied Zone, which is a stroll through Portland where you burn down the town in peaceful protest. Either way, like I said, you will laugh every single round. And you can pick them up right now in time for the holidays and free shipping at their website, shop.crudforge.com. Shop.crudforge.com. Something funny for your table that we know you will appreciate. They support us. You should support them. Now, on with the show. Hey, 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 it is I, Ryan David. Welcome to another episode of Nerd Cognito. I'm looking at the calendar. It's hard to believe 2023 is almost in the rear view mirror. And, uh, well, not wanting to be a slouch, uh, (laughs) a lot of stuff has happened over the last week or so since we last talked to you. Um, Who's we? Well, we. I couldn't do it without my partner in crime. Hey, Kyle. (laughs) How's it going this week? Hey. Hey, I'm doing all right. I'm, uh, it's almost, uh, almost the end of 2023 and I'm still alive and that's amazing. Hey, you know what? Uh, you keep, a, <laughs> you take a look in and you keep on ticking. I, I almost said it in a very different way, which could be <laughs> misinterpreted. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, absent this week is our dear friend, Bert. You know, he, he yeah. got his leg stuck in a bear trap and I, I did yeah. get a text message, but I'm pretending that I didn't. I'm like, oh, you were in the middle of the woods. So, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he'll he'll hopefully be back with us with all five appendages next week so um he's missing he's yeah yeah, five five Uh, he's he's missing uh, a barn burner of a week and uh i'll just say it now ryan 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 because that you know it's going to come out when we take a look at all of the woke stuff that has happened this week um yeah I, 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 we were talking about it before we went on the air here, man. Yeah. We got like the woke episode <laughs> or the anti-woke yeah. well. episode of nerd cognito this week, just because of how things have happened. We're going to start out and talk about, uh, wizards of the coast and, uh, some of the retcons that we talked about last week and how that spun into more posturing from the woke retail position that R- wizards presents and of course, uh, our good friends, <laughs> Goodman Games, decided that they are also going to bend the knee and trawl up down the path of appeasing people that don't buy their products. Uh, the Goodman one hurts. And the Goodman one hurts because Goodman at one time was a pillar of our portion of the hobby. Uh, there's a lot of people that have talked about it and gone down the rabbit hole. Uh, it just, it sucks because dungeon crawl classics was a go-to for me when I wanted to run something with a, a little more OSR edge, but it still had some appeal that I could bring in other folks right now. Uh, they're, they're on the shit list. I hate to say it, but, uh, that book's going going away, and I, I'm going to find something new and better and either apolitical, which I would prefer, or less political uh, to replace it. So, um, Yeah. Well, I still got my original copy, so, I mean, I'm glad that I've got that. I mean, uh, I do but... too, right? And it's it, their stuff. It had good production value. It was meaty. It was a good system. We'll talk about it. We also have some news, of course. And then after the news, 
Uh, we're going to dig into some of the Wizards. <laughs> Double dose of Wizards, Kyle. Buckle up. <laughs> some of the Wizards oh, announcements okay. from PAX, right? Um, we, in particular, Wizards, as sort of like an offhanded comment, said, hey, we're going to be reduced, or introducing this this 500-page monster of a coffee table book. But... It's also going to effectively be a reprint of OD&D. So we're going to talk about that on the flip side of the news. Um, mm-hmm. Man, there's so many things that could go wrong with this one. But I actually, looking at it on the surface, it doesn't appear that we're going to get a Wizards retcon, right? Because it is a historical perspective of the game, particularly from those years up through like 75 uh, so cross your fingers. Uh, if you're, if you're praying to somebody, pray to them. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. And I'm sure we'll have our own speculation after that. Uh, how was your week this past week? Uh, it was all right. It was all right. Nothing, uh, nothing exciting is sometimes good, right? Hey, I, I sometimes welcome a less exciting week. I had a plenty of like life excitement week. And it burned me out, man. It did. I yeah. I want less excitement this week. I want to, I hate to say it, but like on the nine to five, I just want to go in and go through the motions and enjoy the time that I'm not at work this week. Um, right. So, uh, I'm a little burned out, a little, little burned out. <laughs> I, just, I just can't, you know, I, I need my holiday break and. I need my strap on and my tiefling holiday. horns. Yeah. Holiday break. What the hell is that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't get, I don't get one of those. I don't get one of those either. I get a couple of days and I, I, I actually, because I never take days off. I, I don't. Right. I, I took some lead up days going into things like Hanukkah and Christmas and new year's this year. So right. I, I have some extra days that I don't usually afford myself, which, which I, God damn it. I deserve them. <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, no, you do. You do. And I deserve them too. And I just don't get them. You just don't get them. <laughs> yeah. uh, you, you see, you're in the position where I'm usually at, where it's harder for you to take a day off than it is just to go in and suffer. Um, right. It, That's it, absolutely right. In this case, because uh, my company caters specifically to a very niche retail, I'm able to sort of cut it off and know that these folks that are in this niche retail are also taking some days off because they can, right? Uh, so uh, I don't yeah. think that I'm going to have too much fallout from from taking some extra time off because uh be honest with you the week from christmas through the lead up to new years it's it's dead so at the office yeah so yeah Uh, yeah well i mean don't want to go on about this too much new years for the business that i'm in the industry i'm in is the third biggest uh, week of the year for us. I was going to say, you probably have, uh, is Super Bowl your biggest? Super Bowl's number one, 4th of July is number two. Aha. And man, they spaced them out perfectly for you. So you don't, just when you think you get a a break, another one comes around. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm, I'm looking for something new to play. Uh, I think that's, uh, my Friday night role playing group uh is ready right uh i'm i'm done with fallout bert bert was running a fallout campaign and it's good but and i'm not done with it permanently but i'm done with it for now because fallout is starting to get saturated again you know the amazon show dropped their new trailer this week Mm -hmm. looks good looks good there's no dialogue to speak of but it looks good um it looks authentic to the game so that's at least a start, but I'm really, really itching to, to run a funnel, no pun intended. And you know, now I, what the hell am I going to do? DCC was my go-to and see what comes out of the funnel and start a good campaign. So, so much for that idea. Thanks Goodman. 
<laughs> you can you can still do that, right? I mean, that's that's one of the great things about the old school way is you just you just take the funnel idea and you implement it yeah. into into uh, another rule set, right? You, you, I mean, it'd be easy enough to do. It is a very easy lateral, right? Um, it's just I also like the weird dice. You know, it was it's gimmicky. It's gimmicky, but. They're fun because it's something different. <laughs> Hold on to your hats, Kyle. There's a dice story coming up in the news that you're just going to love. You're gonna oh, love boy. It. You're going to love it. Love it. Okay. Okay. Right. Okay. I can't wait for that. Well, yeah. let's let's pull out our pussy hats and, and take a side step to the left and then run as far as we can go to the left so that we're in the right headspace for this opening segment. Okay. Man, we had a lot of woke bullshit come our way in the hobby this week, didn't we? Yes, we did. Yes, we did. You yeah. had Goodman. You had what? What else you got in mind there? I, I don't know where to start. Right. Uh, we had the Wizards revisions, which we touched on last week. We didn't go into a lot of detail, right? Because a lot of other folks did, right? I don't want to reinvent the wheel. There are great content creators that have done deep dives into that. That, uh, quite frankly, saved me pulling out my hair and the headache. Um, <laughs> but everybody knows that Wizards has realigned a lot of the vocabulary that they've been using to be more proper. You know, the vocabulary is, you know, is hurtful. Hurtful words. <laughs> it, it hurt. You, you can't use things like savage. Savage. Like, that's the one that really, really bit my ass. Yeah. Savage. We're replacing savage. And they That's rephrased right. a lot of things so that, you know, different groups were less primal or less tribal. They 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 really went all in on mental illness should not be in your game without actually saying that phrase by replacing the key words. You know, we no longer have mad wizards or we no longer have, you know, these manic warlords. Uh, we yeah. we went all in for neurodivergent crowd. Um, come on, <laughs> fucking autistics. Um, which <laughs> don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with being autistic. If anything, the crowd that legitimately may have autism should be really irritated that Wizards is using their mental state as a political posture. I, th I think that's that's the biggest thing, right? Um, yeah. Everyone jokes, oh, you're autistic. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, but the folks that legitimately are afflicted with autism, they should be pissed off. That And I think, I think most of them are. Um, I mean, maybe I'm living in a bubble, and maybe it's just because of the people I surround myself with, but most of the people that are legitimately neurodivergent or autistic, you know, what? I don't know what, what word's proper there, but um, they... They generally don't like it because they they can see that you're you're using, you know, from their point of view, it's like you're using my condition to further your own virtue signaling. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's not like they're not smart. They're probably smarter than us combined. Right. So they're, they're usually very really aware. intelligent. Right. right. <laughs> they're usually really intelligent. Yeah. That's that's how I that's how I know I'm not neurodivergent because I'm a dumbass. <laughs> well, you're you're still the smartest guy in the room today. So, <laughs> um, but no, you know it, 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 that whole posturing really it's it just it's just bad juju all the way around. And I shouldn't be surprised because it's wizards. But then we we stack on top of it the Goodman Games thing, right? Mm -hmm. Goodman had yeah. put together a panel of their creators legitimately their creators the people that put together a pretty freaking solid system and game that yeah. dare i say was arguably at the top of the food chain for old school players it was yeah it was definitely the towards the top of the list i don't know if it was number one but it was up there yeah, right. i would i would solidly put it in a top five maybe even a top three i i was gonna say i would put it in a top three and those three are flexible positions right yeah uh but then what was it maybe six months ago or so when the 10th printing came out they slid in the pronouns 
mm-hmm. and rearrange some of their vocabulary. And here's the interesting thing. Because of their position at the top of that vintage gaming pyramid, they got away with it. They got away with it the first time. Right. There was a little pushback. Um, I distinctly remember it was one of my first episodes on inappropriate characters. And it was the, the, the focus topic for us. But they got away with it. And in my perspective, even I and Pundit and Venger kind of treated it with kid gloves, right? Okay, we're doing this because it's the thing we have to do, and it's just pronouns. Now, I was a little more extreme than that. Yeah, and I was too. But I think that that's a, a good consensus for how a lot of folks on our side of the aisle treated that situation. Right. And unfortunately, we didn't learn our lesson, right? Us yeah. being, you know, for all the shit that we get about how we're not tolerant and we're not accepting, and for us being too accepting opened the door for this one. So Goodman mm-hmm. put together this panel of game creators, which were the legitimate creators of the game and legitimate contributors to have a chat to have an online chat about their process. Well, they got blasted because, oh, did you see that? It's a bunch of white guys. Never mind that the hobby is made up of a bunch of fucking white guys. Um, Never mind that these were a bunch of fucking white guys that put out a quality product. They did. I don't care who you are. I care what you produce. And these guys just happen to be the people that produce the product. Well, the Sparkle Trolls, they did immobilize. And as they mobilized, Goodman just got ratioed into a crater on Twitter. Did you see the original original pushback where, uh, like, good little soldiers, all of these they-thems quit jerking off Mm -hmm. in the corner and came out at once? What did you think of that? What did I think of that? I... They're not playing DCC. That was right. the first it's, thing that went through my mind. What the fuck do they care? Yeah, they're 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 not going to buy it, right? And they're, they're not playing it. Um, it's honestly, it's it. I mean, it speaks to something, and I've said it before, and I said it on the speakeasy yesterday, and I said it six months ago, and I said it before that that it's it's in it's infecting the hobby. And, you know, it started with Wizards and, and Hasbro and 5th Edition, and, and now it's coming into the old school realm, and they're trickling in. Well, they're not even trickling in now. It's almost like the floodgates have opened, and, and I think the Goodman Games thing kind of proves that. But this is this is the beginning. This is the beginning of someday you're going to wake up, and it won't be long, and you're going to be like, dude, where's my OSR? Right. Because it's not going to be there. It's going to go. It's going to go the way of 5e. And you're going to have people putting out Dungeon Crawl Classics, uh, Sparkling Sanctuary. (laughs) Right. Right. And it's a utopia. And we've got, you know, and it's completely diverse and inclusive. And and we don't do combat anymore. We don't do combat anymore, Ryan. Yeah. The character funnel, you know, it's like, well, you're going to go to prom. And, uh, you know, that'll be your character funnel. And then whoever gets voted prom king, that's your character for the beginning of the campaign. Aww. Or and prom that's, queen. You know, I'm using hyperbole here, but I mean, I, that's that's where this stuff's heading. Now, you, you threw me back in memory. I was I was in prom court. <laughs> I wasn't king. Okay. Um, but uh, uh, I, I leveraged myself as the jovial fat man. <laughs> yeah. I was... I was, I was, I actually got voted prom king, and look at me now. <laughs> uh, did you, did you really? Were you prom king? Yeah, 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 I was. Yeah. Look at that. Uh, who yeah. would have known it? Bunch of closeted nerds making it to the top of the social pyramid. <laughs> yeah, well, I won't, I won't tell you, I won't tell you how many people were in my class. <laughs> 27. But it wasn't, uh, less. <laughs> no shit. No yeah, shit. very small. Very small town in the Midwest. Very small town in the Midwest. There were 16 people in my graduating senior class, including myself. Holy crap. Now, I graduated (laughs) from a very uh, small, and I'm not saying this to be snooty. I'm saying it as a descriptor, elite private school, right? 
And mm-hmm. we, we had 60 in our class. And I thought that was insane because everybody knew everybody else's business. Yeah. 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 We had 16 people and there were only four of us that were male. <laughs> oh, well, shit, Kyle. <laughs> Yeah, so I had a 25% chance of winning automatically, right? You know, roll, roll a D4, you get a one. <laughs> right. Oh, but, you know, Goodwin, Goodman did what they were expected to do by these people. They apologized, and then they revised the panel, and then they put a bunch of uh, demographic picks into the panel. Here's the funny thing. I don't know who any of these people are. They are like... You know, guys in a software position at backer kit or something like, and I'm I'm not exaggerating. There is literally someone that uh, probably if, if they were to lateral to my company, I would be their boss. That's on this panel. (laughs) Right. Um, Yeah. But they, they just filled up the the spots with tokens. Yeah. I'm going to use the word tokens. Because these people haven't accomplished a hill of beans compared to the folks that were originally on the panel. And, right. And I don't think that Goodman anticipated the Sparkle Troll response. I, I think that that might have been something they might have wanted to predict. But I certainly don't think they th- thought out their their reaction to it by any means because they were prepared right away to throw the baby out with the bathwater. And you know what that tells us? From a corporate perspective, they value the opinions of those with loud voices that aren't buying their products over the opinion of the people like us that actually buy and play their games. And so, I mean, Goodman is now gone in my world. Yeah. Okay. I guess the question is, though, I mean, we say they, they're not buying the books. I don't know that I have. We don't have any real evidence of that, though. Do they have a marketing team that says, hey, you know, this is a this is a high percentage of, you know, the, the, the woke crowd, the SJWs, the Sparkle Trolls. We, we actually get a significant amount of revenue from them. I don't know if they have those numbers or not. I don't think they do, nor do they have to release them being private. Um, right. You know, it's not like Wizards where they have to release a quarterly state. Oh, wait, we just buried all of our numbers in with Baldur's Gate 3, so nobody knows what right. happens. Uh, no, yeah. I, I don't know that, but here's my barometer for this one. And I admit it's an imperfect barometer, but it's a barometer nonetheless. If you look at the folks in the online sphere that are talking about DCC, and okay. you look at it historically over the last five years. Right. Ain't nobody that's jerking a tiefling off in a corner that is praising this game. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's a solid point. I think, I, I think that's, that's it. It's circumstantial evidence, but it's evidence. Right. And there's right. enough of it. And the people that are playing or were playing this game or were in for long hauls, look, uh, you know, Pundit ran like a decades long right. DCC campaign. Yeah. Yeah, he did. I think we know where on the political spectrum <laughs> our good friend RPG Pundit falls. Oh, yeah. And I love Pundit, but man, he's like a shopping cart at Walmart. It's like no matter how hard you push it, it always goes to the right. <laughs> <laughs> but again, looking at this in perspective, the people that have sung the praises of DCC have traditionally been liberty-based folks. Now, it doesn't, and I'm, I'm even going to take it away from right and left. I'm going to take it to the liberty-based statement because Grim Jim, big fan of DCC, not exactly what I would call a hard right guy, right? This is, yeah, true. Yeah, absolutely not. Yeah. So, it, you know, I think it is safe to say because Sparkle Troll isn't about right and left, right? I don't care what your politics are. I don't care who you fuck. Sparkle Troll is about inserting those things mm-hmm. into a hobby where they don't belong. Yeah. And okay. then caterwauling yeah. beyond it. So, um, yes, it is based on, 
I don't like the word circumstantial. I prefer the term secondary evidence, right? Secondary I, evidence, okay. Yeah, but it's sure. But it, we're we're not even to a tertiary evidence stage on this one. I'm I'm firmly with a lot of secondary evidence, and gosh darn it, I can get a conviction on that. <laughs> <laughs> my well, God, my my gut in, my gut instinct tells me that you're correct that they're not buying the game. No. But I just no some. Sometimes I step back and I'm like, well, do I actually know that? As a, as a side note, one of our friends of the show, um, I'll keep him anonymous right now just because uh, I know he likes it that way. Uh, he was over uh, at the big convention in the UK. And yeah. uh, one, he, he was sending me some pictures just, just for a joke. And he sent me a full carousel magazine rack filled from top to bottom with horse girl <laughs> i should i should tweet that picture <laughs> but, oh my really yeah yeah uh it's selling like hotcakes Kyle. i guess so i guess so <laughs> but yeah, if, you print, uh, if you print it people will they'll come you know? I, I was flipping through reading the news of the day and and i got this message and <laughs> that's funny it was it was just a whole lot of horse girls so yeah a whole lot of horse there's a whole lot of horse something <laughs> it sure was and here comes a whole lot of horse uh a more horse something i guess i should say um i don't know did i did i cut off the woke ranting early and it's not even ranting it's just it's no, the state of the week it is what it is yeah right? no i think we're fine i think I, i'm just disappointed it's my word for life for 2023 when i look at, at at the mainstream hobby the word is disappointment so yeah yeah we started out with the ogl and we're ending yeah. with redactions right yeah <sighs> yeah 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 that's no that's, i'm sad Let's see what's in the news this week. Okay. Um, lots of uh, tabletop-related stuff. Um, I don't have too much that stretches stretches our muscles. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's all ugly, too. Like, I don't even know where to start. Um, here, Here's a good one. Dungeons & Dragons has tons of rules that can be intimidating for new players. One of uh -huh. which... One of which, Kyle, is is how to use all seven dice that are needed to play the game. <laughs> seven dice. Seven. Okay. I got to count. Let me see. One, two. Keep going. Dungeons and Dragons is a game all about <laughs> dice. Almost every rule interacts with them in some way. Uh, but it can be so, so confusing, Kyle. Yeah. It, uh -huh. it, it's such a mental challenge for these mental giants that are playing the game, man. Yeah. Yeah, these 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 are the people who uh, tell you how you're playing your game wrong, but they they don't know how to. They don't know how to roll dice. They don't know how to read the dice. Right. Right. I mean, well, you know, yeah. the D20, that's iconic. It's recognizable. That's the Dungeons and Dragons die. Well, okay. Look, <laughs> dude, it's, it's, it's fucking dice, right? You roll it. The top number is, is what you, you know, that's okay. That's what you rolled, right? The, the exception to that are two things. One, when I played the game, the D4, you read the bottom, right? Okay. Well, uh, they've, you know, they've they just since redesigned the, that. They've redesigned yeah, they've, this, the, the, the dice. Yeah, and, and I think you could still find D4 that have uh, the numbers positioned in different ways. It's still rolled the same way. Right. I, I'd like to find some of those D4s, though, man. The old school. Just to, just to screw with people. Because you, <laughs> you, you roll that in front of a 25-year-old, they're not going to, well, wait a minute. I don't know what number that is. Yep, you sure don't. The other one would be... Uh, percentile dice right right and why why can nobody why can nobody figure out percentile dice this is the easiest shit in the world well maybe i it's, was like maybe it's in this article kyle 
Okay, okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just sitting here going off already. No, my I, mind's I, I honestly don't know if it's if it's in the article or not. But I think the reason percentile dice is so confusing for these chowder heads is because as a culture, we are progressively getting stupider. And I yeah. point my finger squarely, squarely at the public education system. And Kyle, I collected a paycheck for decades from the public yeah. education system. I've yeah. always said that teachers are the dumbest motherfuckers out there. I was I was a real <laughs> hit in the faculty lounge. But we are more concerned. And I said this since I was but a 20-something, fresh into that career path. I said, why the hell are we concerned about feelings over thinking? And people looked at me like I was crazy back then. Gee, yeah. wonder why I exited and went to private sector to make more money. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm glad I grew up in a time when the public education system was, was more bent on uh, knowledge and, and thinking and, and getting kids to figure things out and to, to basically prepare them for adulthood, right? You need... Okay, maybe you don't need calculus unless you're going into some sort of specialized field, but you need to be able to, you know, know what 25% <laughs> right. is. Uh, yeah, right? yeah, and, and that's really what this article boils down to. What the fuck are the dice? Here they are. They're percentage to hit. 25%, 16%. What's next? Eight. Uh, the, so an eighth. Twelve and a half. Twelve and yeah, a half. And then 10 yeah. is a tenth. Then 12. Ten, and then you've got uh, eight, 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 8.3. Look, I, you're, see, you are the smartest guy in the room. Uh, <laughs> then you go to 20, 5%. 5%. Yeah. Right? That's all you need to know. It's a random number generator. Oh, no. The D12 is a near spherical die made up of pentagonal faces, but it has few uses in D&D 5th edition rules, often confusing players. Sometimes you can find a chain of D12 dice connected with silicone or plastic or rope and use them as anal beads. I, <laughs> that wasn't in the article. That, I, I, I might have embellished. I might have embellished that. You want a, you, yeah. you want a real anal beads trip there, they, them. Try it with a D4. Uh, <laughs> that's a caltrop in your asshole. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, D4s are rare in D&D 5E due to how low their numbers are. That is the statement. Insight into the lack of gray matter in these smooth-brained motherfuckers. D4s are rare due to how low their numbers are. Right. Only weak. This is a this is not an embellishment. Weak weapons deal D4 damage. 5th edition's weakest weapon deals D4 damage with no benefits. Well, yeah, I mean, I think it speaks more to the bloat of the game, the bloat of 5th edition. I mean, there. I mean, that's the reason why. It's, it, well, you I know, mean, everybody, I'm, 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 everybody's got to be I'm Superman. Everybody's yeah. got to be Superman, whether you know what the fucking dice... I can't believe you don't know what the dice are. Oh, my goodness, Kyle. Well, essentially, it's a D20 game, right? I mean, the, the, the core mechanic is D20. The core the only mechanic dice is D20. 5%. Done. Yeah. That's uh, all you really need to know is if, if you want to figure out your odds of actually, like, success on some sort of action. The rest of it, mostly, is just how much damage did you do? Right. We'll roll a D6. Okay, you roll it. You read the top fucking number. There's your damage. <laughs> That's, it doesn't need an article doesn't need an article oh but it does and and i've got i'm glad we went through that article and we uncovered that little bit at the end because yeah that's interesting. it's all about a personal power fantasy right which leads me into our next article one d, oh, d takes everyone's power levels all the way to 20 D, D campaigns rarely go above level 10 because it becomes tricky to challenge a player who's had that many level ups. <laughs> I'm not embellishing. <laughs> no, well, in fifth edition, yeah, that's true. 
Because it, like they're at tenth level, they're they're like demigods. Right. <laughs> I As... can I can do I can do three thousand things in one six second turn. <sighs> Sorry. Go ahead. No, you're you're absolutely right. And where you and I think about, you know, if we're playing AD and D, tenth level, we're just catching a stride at that point. Yeah, really. I mean, at tenth level, it's like okay, I got a pretty good chance of not dying if I don't do anything stupid now. Um, you know, even, even if I have some bad roles, I, I'll, I might survive as long as I'm not absolutely idiotic in, in the choices that I make. And then number two, it's time to start thinking about building a stronghold. Right. And, and, and you might finally get a man at arms that's willing to follow you around at that point in time. Right? <laughs> I want a woman at arms that'll follow me around. Well, you know, I, I want a woman and I don't really care about her arms um, <laughs> or legs. I, I dated the one-legged girl once. We've talked about that before. Uh, did we? Did we? I don't know. I don't it doesn't know. matter. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly what you're imagining right now. <laughs> Well, I'm thinking of, of a peg leg and a, and a parrot on a shoulder, but okay. No, 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 no. She, uh, she, she was cut off literally, uh, at the waist in an automobile accident and had one leg. Um, didn't work out. Didn't work out. Uh, we went to Atlantic city for an extended romantic weekend and, yeah. uh, uh, bitch never, ever even, I didn't even know she had a wheelchair. Because she always just used her crutches, right? Yeah. Loading up the car. Oh, hey, grab my wheelchair. After about three hours of pushing that bitch up and down the boardwalk, I was ready to push her off a fucking pier. We got back. <laughs> uh, I had some great hate sex on that trip. We got back and I broke up with her. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> Yeah, that uh, relationship didn't have a leg to stand on. No, no, it just had one leg to stand on it. If you pushed <laughs> at just the right angle with one finger, you could knock her ass down. <laughs> Love you, Mal. Um, she was redhead, though. Oh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Anyway, okay. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the new D&D &D supplements that are coming out are going to provide level 20 challenges to the 5th edition crew. You know, because okay, in their yeah, 5.2 sessions that their campaigns run, they're going to get to level 20. Yeah. And they can do it all with their little character on the screen with their high-end computer. That is true. That is true. And, and I'm sure there will be lots of, you know, like ambient effects and beautiful renders of their, of their, mm -hmm. uh, their characters that, you know. Yeah. Hey, what's that guy doing over there? Wait, what's that other guy doing there? Oh, he's pulling a bunch of D4s out of his ass. Uh, anyway. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Yeah, man. I don't know. Uh, the realization is coming. I've always held on to the hope that, that someday I would be able to love D&D &D again. Uh, every week, my eyes are opened that that was just rose tinted optimism man it's gone it's yeah. gone kyle yeah no you're right and i you know the osr stuff you, you got the the osr publishers and everybody's coming out you know and in the early days you had osric and you you know gonerman did some stuff and the basic fantasy role playing and all that but now and even even castles and crusades okay troll lord games and stuff they put out some good stuff but you, you get all these little you know like me, you know, one, one person studios, essentially. Right. Trying to come out with stuff. And I think a lot of, it's not so much a cash grab for these guys. Uh, the, these little one and two person shows. It's the fact that I don't want to play five E and right. I want to play another game, but I don't necessarily want to play first edition AD and D or even, or even basic. I kind of want to, take the core rules, but I want to brew them up in such a way to give me a different kind of flavor. And so you wind up with things like, uh, not that this is a small company by any means, but you wind up with things like Lamentations of Flame Princess by 
no, by, and, uh, our friend James Ray. Yeah, I was going to say, and because of that uniqueness, has positioned right. himself at the top. Uh, you know, he was he is definitely in my list of you know those right. one to three folks that jockey in and out of that position. And yeah, you named the better, other one better. too, Castles and Crusades. Yeah, better, better example. Better example would be our buddy Venger, right? Right. Who's you know puts out Chalt and he's you know and and some of those things and it's like he he took you know the the basic concept and he's he's turned it into a whole nother thing now you know event but it didn't start out that way it was just him's like I don't want to play this crap game and I don't want to play this old game I'm just gonna you know I'm gonna gonna build my own heaven my own heaven with blackjack and hookers right and tentacles in Venger's case uh- yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. No, you're, yeah. you're absolutely right. And I think that that's just w- what we're going to have to accept is we're going to have to find these niche little products that match our tables. Gatekeeping is good, yeah. right? And Or you're going ha- to have to make your own. Or you're going to have to make your own. Um, another creator that's in the news this week is our friend Matt Mercer. Uh, I know that this creator. is going to be a shock to you. But Matt Mercer would love to make a video game. <laughs> sure he would. I'm, I'm sure he would, too. And this is where I have my love-hate relationship with Matt Mercer. Matt, you're a fucking business genius. And you have yeah. these fuckers that don't spend wrapped around your finger. And you figured out how to make money through advertising and through the very limited channels that they do spend. So go make your video game, Mr. Mercer. Go do it. Please make lots of money from it. You can even model a villain after me with royalty-free permission. Oh, they should do that. Go go go! Have a blast! I, I, you can't you, you can't be a mad wizard though. We can't have a mad wizard Ryan. We have to have Nora Divergent else. Ryan. Nora okay. Divergent. You're, Ryan. you're a divergent wizard. Nora Divergent okay. Necromancer. There you go. We got the alliteration mm. going. Okay. Uh, yeah, people are always like, you, "You hate Matt Mercer?" No, I don't. I th- think the man's brilliant. Yeah. I yeah. hate what he stands for philosophically in the hobby and i say he stands for as in his product stands for i i i I really want that fig leaf to drop where we know we know where he stands but he can't say i know i know but someday there's too much on the line man i wouldn't get but man i would I'd do exactly what he was doing if I was in his position and I had that sort of ability. But I, I, I think I do think the good thing about him making a video game is that he's going to have some great voice acting that he can get for cheap. <laughs> well, sure. Yeah, he can, yeah. He, he's going to be able to lean on his cast, right? And say, I'm being hey, serious. Hey, you got a spot in in Critical Role. You know, I don't know if your character is going to make it to next season. By the way, I've got this video game, and I need to, you to do it for for board rate. And yeah. and I, I, <laughs> I know I know it's a little bit of 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 a pay cut for you, but you know you're making it up with Critical Role. Which, by the way, you know next season is your character going to be on the show? <laughs> you know yeah. um oh what's the what's the what's the gal's name laura i forget her last name laura she did the voice of uh dawn guard supplement for skyrim she was the main voice actor serena the the vampire right. follower that no, the serena was hot piece of ass in, in skyrim that was that was laura what's her name on from critical role that did that voice yeah he's done a lot of voice acting he was in the he was in the mythica movies yeah yeah no, I, I, I'm not saying anything bad about his his career, right? I just I just wish. Oh, well, They're actually all really talented people. They really are. I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> I would. I would. A, a I, lot I, I of them are. It takes a lot of talent. There's a reason, especially if you look at some of the folks that are no longer on the cast. A, a lot of them were subpar voice actors <laughs> that couldn't get. A, a gig in Hollywood, and that's yeah. what Critical Role was born from. Even Mercer himself, a subpar as far as performing voice actor, right? Right. Right. But, um, no, good. Good for him. Make your video game, dude. Do it. 
and uh, have me, you know, I don't know, throwing sparkle trolls into a meat grinder and serving it up at a tavern. Anyway. <laughs> Last but not least. And on the side, you're, you're running a D4 anal bead business. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Tabletop games. You know, sitting around the table playing a board game. Yeah. They're even more fun when you role play them, Kyle. Board games? Yeah. Did you know this? I mean, apparently this yeah. is news to some other people, but my groups have always done this. You take on and insert character and flavor into the game. This is a new discovery for those. Okay. <laughs> those new to the tabletop world yeah. oh my goodness if instead of just performing your actions you give your characters some perspective and dialogue it becomes a more immersive experience yeah is retard yeah. Uh, still off the books <laughs> Yeah, it is. Okay. You can't say that. You okay. Can't say that. I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> These people are retreads. <laughs> retreads. <laughs> I don't know. Worked really well for me in Monopoly, man, when I pretended I was the top hat. Even in Monopoly. Don't, t don't tell me hat. when you were a kid playing freaking Monopoly, which is the most atrocious example that you could pull, that you That's didn't. Why I it. <laughs> that you didn't, you know, oh, oh, oh. You owe me $26 of rent fine, sir. And if you can't pay it, fuck you. I'm taking Connecticut Avenue. <laughs> Connecticut Just Avenue? Just like the real world. <laughs> Just like the real world. These people have no imagination. This is the penance that we are paying for putting screens in front of our children, my generation included. Hmm. Mm. I did it with my prodigal daughter, who's now an adult and has zero creativity. Hmm. That's a deep statement that that could be a whole show. Well, I'm not saying I don't think you're wrong. Maybe, maybe we talk about it next week. Did sitting and plunking screens in front of millennials and younger fuck us in the ass. That's interesting. My daughters are uh, are millennials. They fall into the millennial crowd, but they never sit in front of screens a lot. They read books a lot. And my daughter is a millennial, and she did sit in front of screens yeah. quite and a my bit. Daughters are my daughters are highly successful and, and doing very well <laughs> thought, in life. I thought you were going to say my daughters are hot. <laughs> I was like, well, let, let me be the judge of that. Um, yeah, you're, you're biased. I, I think, I think Everybody they're, I think thinks they're, they're beautiful. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I think they're beautiful girls. Of course, I do. My, but uh, I love but they've my been very successful too. in life. They've been very successful in life, and they don't—they're not typical for their generation by any means. Yeah, my daughter's a, a beautiful young woman that has some brain damage. <laughs> I, I think she's beautiful, you know. But but yeah, but I'm man, sure she is dumber than a box of rocks, Kyle. <laughs> Definitely got her mother's brains. That's the news. <laughs> Ooh, that's the news. We don't have a lot for for the final segment. Um, no, nah, not really. We have a little bit, but that's okay. As I'm looking at the clock, uh, you know, it's it's about the right amount of stuff, right? Mm -hmm. So piggybacking on some of the announcements that Wizards made coming out of PAX was an interesting announcement where they are producing, I don't know what you would call it, a historical retrospective book. I... What everything that I've seen and that I interpret from the information that's out there is it's a big coffee table book, right? That is what it sounds like a historical look at OD and D. So Gygax and Arneson, although you wouldn't know it from watching their video, you know, Kyle Brink, I think mentioned Gary Gygax once. And I'm sure his skin crawled when he said it. <laughs> but they're going to be releasing this book that's a historical perspective. Um, I forget who the editor was. And we looked him up and I did some research on him. What was his name? John, John Peterson. 
It's John, John Peterson. Peterson. It's he wrote John a book Peter. called Game Wizards, which is uh, I've got it on my shelf. I've never read it. I've heard it's pretty good. It's he he seems to be a genuine historian. Yes. Uh, very very evidence based, and it from what I can tell, it, he doesn't take uh, a political bent on stuff. He just kind of reports facts. One of the few people that seems to be fairly objective. Now, when I first heard that Wizards was going to produce this out, a chill went down my spine, right? I said, yeah, is this going to be the moment where they retcon the old source material? We know it's coming. We know it's coming. It's just a matter yeah. of how long can they hold off. The more I looked into it, I said, no, I don't think that this is that moment. So that's that's the first sigh of relief. Uh, they right. are going to be reproducing the original materials as part of this book. And it includes letters from Gygax and Arneson and interesting little, you know, historical statements because he is a historian um, and he's putting those sort of things out. Uh, it's it's cash grab. It's cash grab. It's um, cash grab. It could it could still be good though. Peterson did uh, Art and Arcana. He yeah. did the, he did that book, and that's a fantastic book if you're into the history of the game. It really is. I Which is a also a cash it. grab book, and I have no problem with cash grab products, right? But yeah, but it, but it's a high quality and and good cash grab product. It's like there's still there's meat in there. Right. And you get to find out about the you know the history of the artists in Elmore and. Caldwell and Tramp, you know, and all the, all the big ones, Willingham. Well, you know why they uh, produce coffee Carolinas. table books because people buy them, right? Myself included, right? right? They're, yeah. they're, they're unique. They're interesting. They're good Christmas presents and they're good birthday gifts and they're good just to have laying around. Um, yeah, this, this would be, I mean, okay, look, I'm, I'm not a fan of Watsy any more than you are. And, but, but there's been times when we both have said, you know, sometimes you just kind of got to bite your tongue and, you know, you don't really want to give them money. I I actually might buy this. Oh, I'm not. No, I, I'm past the point of no return. I will not buy it. I I, I cannot. Okay. Will not buy it. I'm I'm beyond that point. But as a product, I'm not exactly ready to shit on it yet. I don't right. think that this is going to be the worst thing that they produce in 2024. <laughs> by well, a, yeah. you know, by a long shot, this is not going to be the worst thing that they produce in 2024. So. Yeah, uh, it's got a targeted release of sometime in June, and of course it coincides with the 50th anniversary of D&D from 1974. Um, you know, the thing that gives me hope about it is simply because Peterson's kind of in charge. Right. And and he's 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 writ I mean he's his past if if past work is any indication of performance on this one, it's probably going to be at least pretty good. It's 500 I mean, it'll pages. Be at least, 500 it'll be at least decent. Arcane uh, Arcane is a big book. Yeah, he he he's going deep. Um, think it's going to have a disclaimer for the for the old content, like yes. the yeah. I think it will. I think so I don't, too. But it's just speculation on our part. You know, I, I was like you when I first heard about this. It's like, oh, here we go. We're going to start with OD and D, and we're going to change the language, and we're going to make it more inclusive, and we're going to redact stuff and take out all the problematic parts. That was quotes and the for those listening at home. Um, <laughs> and, you know, we're going to, we're going to start there and then, you know, we'll get that one done. And then in a year or two, we'll move on to the basic editions and then, then we'll do one E and, you know, we're, we're just going to, we're going to revise history, but it doesn't, I'm not convinced that that's the way it's going to go. now. No, I really, you know, headline alone. I was, I was in that camp. I was like, Oh shit, here it comes. And then the more that I read about it, I, I think that uh, we're going to delay that pain just a little bit longer just mm -hmm. a bit just a bit um what is interesting is that they did choose to produce it period even with the 50th anniversary i didn't expect this announcement to come out of pax um especially knowing i mean kyle brink was sitting there right he is very publicly distanced himself from the original source material. Right. The fact that this came out at all is, is interesting. And quite frankly, they are still hoping that we are going to pony up because we are very clearly the target audience for this one. And that might be why Peterson was selected to helmet because he doesn't have too much stink on him. 
Right. And that, that, would, that would be the only thing that would keep me from buying it is because that crossed my mind as well. This is, like we said, this is a cash grab. It's a coffee table book, but it's for guys like you and me. But hey, you, you know, know, Hasbro shit is now showing up in Ollie's. We we called this uh, how long ago? Is it really? It I is. Seen that. It is. People have been sending me pictures too. Um, uh, it's it's showing up in Ollie's now too. So now I could just bide my time and pick this book up in Ollie's <laughs> <laughs> around September know. next year. I I I think you're going to be surprised. I think that. Uh, there's going to be people that are going to buy it. And I they should do all right. They should not. Give I think it's going to do all right. Another and, dollar. And it's, it's, and it's simply going to be based on Peterson doing art and arcana. Cause that was a fantastic book. It really was. <sighs> that was, that was from a, that was from a previous time though. Right. That was, was. 3000 years ago as Elrond would say, <laughs> you know, back when, when, when people still had hopes for things. But. Well, we can hope. And um, I'm not, I'm, I won't do it. I I'm, I'm to the point where I won't do it. I'm not going to carry it in the store. I'm not mm-hmm. going to, I uh, shit. I don't know if I'm going to have a distributor for it. it. It's just, it's not going to happen. But that being said, if it does show up at Ollie's, I will snag myself a copy and I will right. buy every other copy then to then sell <laughs> <in this store. laughs> Oh, at least that cheered me up a little. You know, it cheers me up a lot. Checkmark Hero. The Cinemander, our eternal checkmark hero, and our savior when it comes to the blue checkmark. Cinemander ponied up eight bucks for quite some time. Uh, (laughs) I told you, Sin locked up January now, too. But that doesn't mean that you can't get in and get a mention just like the Cinemander does. Go to nerdcognito.com, click on Be a Checkmark Hero right at the top of the page, and toss us anywhere as little as two bucks. Two bucks! Two dollars! Two bucks will get you your name prominently mentioned as... Checkmark Hero. Oh, yep. Checkmark Hero. We love you, Sin, and we love everybody else that did it. I do want to give a shout out to uh, Gamma Knight. Uh, Gamma Knight is one of our Ko-Fi supporters uh, Mm -hmm. and is a consistent Ko-Fi supporter. Uh, We don't have Checkmark Hero over there, but I definitely appreciate him each and every month and again people we're not talking millions of dollars right we're talking just enough to cover a coffee and some digital expenses but we want to give a shout out to gamma knight too because, uh, yeah yeah good good guy yeah excellent dude and and we like <laughs> we like bantering back and forth on the speakeasy too yeah yeah uh while you're doing things please go to our baby youtube channel Go to YouTube and search Nerd Cognito and give a subscription there on every Google account that you might have. Uh, it's very important. And Speakeasy's growing leaps and bounds each and every week. Uh, this week, spectacular turnout for the for the Speakeasy. It really was a fun show, eh, Kyle? Yeah, I I was actually I was like surprised. I mean, not that people were there, but just the the number because we saw a lot more people in the chat than we've seen at least recently. And a lot of, and, you know, it's holiday season too. So people might've been out of commission for Turkey or whatnot in previous weeks, but uh, right. man, what a great crew in the chat. You guys are the reasons that the speakeasy is, is going strong. It's not us. It's, it's you. And we thank you for showing up uh, on YouTube uh, give us that subscription. You can also go to X, right? You can follow everything in X uh, at NerdCognito if you want to know the ins and outs of what the NerdCognito ladies are looking at during the week. You can follow me at I Hate Ryan David. You can follow Kyle at Dying Breed TT. Um, I think that's all we've got to shill this week. Christmas shopping is still happening, and if you want to pick up one of our NerdCognito T-shirts, just go to Amazon and search for NerdCognito. Literally, we make about three to four bucks a shirt. It's not a ton of money, but it also helps go to pay the bills because guess what? The podcast hosting bill, it auto-renewed yesterday, Kyle. So that bill is coming due, and we definitely need your help. You know, I, I don't want to beg yeah. for money. 
I don't want to beg for money, but helping Nerd Cognito stay on the air is a big deal. So even if you throw $2, it's $2 that goes right to the show. Nothing goes in our pocket. And, and we sincerely appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nothing, nothing goes. In <laughs> well, you know, we have, you know, we talked about this on the speak too. We don't have these pipe dreams that some folks do that they want to be, you know, a, a multimillionaire through YouTube. We do this because we are incredibly passionate about the hobby period. Full stop. You know, if, if, Someday the show does actually turn a profit, which to date it has not. Um, every like every penny goes back into the show. But if someday it does turn a profit, we're going to dinner and we'll live stream it for you. So yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. dinner for three. You, me, and Bert. How are we gonna pull that off? Um I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. I'm gonna be like I'm gonna be like the fat guy in the Monty Python skit, right? <laughs> You have anything you wanna you wanna toss at the folks this week? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. I'm uh, well, I'm, then, all, I'm all out, man. Yeah, let's let's just wrap this shindig up. We appreciate each and every one of you tuning in at the podcast provider of your choice, where subscriptions help because this show gets delivered to your device so that you can listen to it in the gym, in the car, at home, on the couch, while you're making sweet booty making love to your lady. It doesn't matter, you know oh honey keep going keep going and then she hears me fucking sparkle trolls <laughs> can you imagine can you imagine oh my goodness uh, my name is ryan david <laughs> i was joined by kyle bert's lost in the woods this week we will talk at you next week ryan ryan ryan